The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. We're getting kind of into more conceptual management ideas here. But number two, and one that I feel is very important, well, as they all are important, but something that I've referred to on this podcast before is not reacting emotionally to your bloods. Now, I fully understand and appreciate that it's easier said than done when your blood sugars are in range, but when your blood sugars are very, very high or they're dropping rapidly, that's when you're like, oh, and you're you're freaking and you're reacting emotionally and you might get frustrated or pissed off. Why I say it's important to not react emotionally to your bloods is number one, Our blood sugar isn't consciously trying to piss us off, isn't consciously trying to annoy us. It's reacting to something we have done or something we haven't done. Have we drank water? Have we carb counted? Have we exercised? Have we slept? Of course, there are other things that can affect our bloods, natural bodily responses that we have no control over. But being aware of that ability to not react too emotionally to your bloods keeps us more in control. And what I mean by that is if my blood sugar is super high, instead of me being like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, why is my blood sugar so high? And getting pissed off and just taking loads of insulin to correct it as quickly as possible, taking a step back from that and say, okay, why is it so high? And then going back an hour two hours, three hours, and trying to pinpoint what has led to this massive high. Did I not take enough insulin? Did I not carb count correctly? Am I super stressed? Am I dehydrated? Mm. And when we understand why these things happen, it gives us a better sense of, okay, I can do something about it moving forward. And then you can analyze it differently instead of reacting emotionally. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose, is it a kind of a, a thought process as well as realizing that this isn't your fault as well? Yeah, of course. You obviously deal with a lot of clients. Can people blame themselves a lot of the time? 
yeah you, of course you can blame yourself but like and i don't mean i don't mean that in a negative way i mean sometimes because you have that expectation of i want my blood sugars to stay flatlined or i want this certain time of range throughout the day if you don't reach that or you have more highs or have more lows than you would <laughs> than you would have liked it's easy to be frustrated by it yeah and a massive part of being consistent with your bloods and managing your diabetes to the best of your ability is understanding the fact that it's never going to be perfect. And how we respond to those big highs or those big drops or those bad days or bad weeks or bad months is very important because there's no one that's ever going to have perfect, perfect management. And realizing that kind of takes some of the weight off your shoulders. It's just about doing the best that you can as consistently as you can. Yeah. Because I'm just, when I listen to your talk there, I realize that must be a very hard thing to do, especially if you are a natural emotional person. Now you were diagnosed at 19. Was your reaction always like this or was there a light bulb moment where you realized, okay, I have to stop reacting like this? Excellent question, Graham. To be honest, I've all I, I to be honest, I think I've always dealt with it well because I knew that for the like for the most part, there's a lot I can do about it. As in, am I exercising? Am I prioritizing sleep, drinking water? These things that we're talking about. Mm. And because I understood so early that type 1 diabetes is, is, is extremely complex it's impossible to have it perfect all the time. So realizing that it's never going to be perfect all the time makes it easier to manage emotionally when things go astray. Mm. Because your bloods will react almost immediately to stress or food or sleep or lack of, all these different things. And that works well both ways because it's like if you have a really bad day blood sugar wise the next day could be great but then you could have a really good day and you're like this is easy what's everybody complaining about yeah. and then the next day is horrendous so a big part of it is just that ability to take that step back and say look it's never going to be perfect take the good days with the bad days and but try and do your best to make sure there's more good days than bad, just for your own physical, emotional, and mental health. <laughs> What's number three? Number three is, again, keeping with the, a bit of the conceptual ideas here, is realizing that there's no finish line with diabetes. And this can sound kind of morbid, but again, these ways of management are just from me personally. So obviously other people might feel differently than I do, but realizing that there's no finish line with diabetes puts more of an emphasis on the consistent, the consistency part of it, because it's not like I need to do this for a year. Next year, I'll be grand. Just stay consistent for five years. In five years time, I'll be fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Because it's a constant 
and likely will be a constant until the day that I die. I'm not here anymore. It's important that I find a way to manage it that's enjoyable to a certain extent and a way that I can do it long term. And what I mean by that is doing things that you enjoy consistently that you know will benefit your blood. So from my own life and experience, what I do consistently that I enjoy and that I know will have a massive benefit on my blood is eating good food and training or going to the gym consistently. I, I'm at a benefit because I really enjoy those things. And I understand that a lot of people out there don't enjoy exercise and eating different types of food as much as I might do. But it's important that you find a way you can keep your bloods at an ideal range for you consistently, long term, through a way that you can enjoy. Is that going for a walk in the morning? Is that meditating to keep your stress at bay? Whatever it might be. It could be anything. Yeah. But because it's that long term of no finish line, it's important that you manage it realistically. Not be too restrictive of what you do. Not be too restrictive of what you eat. Because it is long term. That's just the way it is. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.